Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong. I can change a diaper with one hand. That's the fact, Jack. And Joe Getty. Joey, baby. I love you, tiny people. I'm strong and Getty. But I know this. The loco. So the hustle. Yeah, it's a hustle. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Is a hunger for, I think, in America more than anything, is common sense. Yes. The uh, away from the extremes. I mean, when people say to me, you know, you're, uh, don't you think you've gotten more conservative? No, I haven't. The left has gotten goofier. Yes. So I seem more conservative, maybe, but like, it's not me who changed. Yes. I feel I'm the same guy. I'm always saying to the Democrats, just don't be the party of no common sense. And you will be surprised at how much amazing <laughs> success you will have, yeah. as opposed to what's going to have happen, which is they're going to get their ass kicked in November. Well, that's Bill Maher on with Joe Rogan, but he is a conservative in the classic sense of the word, in that he is trying to conserve the liberal values that he cares about. That makes him a conservative. He's conserving liberalism. He's trying to cons- blow my mind. He's trying to conserve actual liberalism. Yeah, classical liberalism, yeah. free exchange of ideas, human rights, etc. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's up against his own side, obviously, and one of the most extreme examples of it is this craze of adolescents deciding they're transgender and being surgically mutilated before they even achieve the adulthood that we require for every significant life decision. 
It's it's shocking and horrifying that it's gotten this far, but I feel like maybe it's rolling back a little. Got a trans doctor who has helped teens transition, who says it has now gone too far. Erica Anderson, seventy one, who is transgender herself, tells the Los Angeles Times that she is horrified that even thirteen year old kids are now getting hormone treatment without even meeting with psychologists. You're a parent of a thirteen year old. You're starting them on some drugs to change their gender without. A psychologist ever being involved? You are evil. That is that is Nazi level child abuse. I think it's gone too far, says Erica Anderson. I have these private thoughts that it's gone too far, it's going to get worse, and I don't want to be any part of it. She believes that the dramatic rise in teens seeking treatment is likely driven by peer pressure. A fair number of kids are getting into it because it's trendy. We're sailing into uncharted seas, which fits in with Ross Duthat's piece in the New York Times today, and he is one of their conservative uh, columnists-ish columnists. <laughs> um, and uh, wondering what kind of pushback that he's going to be getting in his own newspaper. We can get to that in a little bit, but... Uh, Talking about the percentage, there are now 20-some percent of your youngest generation that say they are somewhere on the LGBTQ plus spectrum. You get to older generations, it's like 1%, the oldest generation. So it's 20-fold higher. Of course, the question is, are the you know 19% of that older generation suppressing their, their real s- sexuality or gender or whatever is going on there? Um, I'm sure there's some of that. But it ain't 20-fold. No, absolutely not. And I've read extensively on this in the last several months, and I shared some of it with you the other day. It's impossible to relate to for a lot of us um, because, number one, we don't hang out in the same places online that impressionable adolescents do. And, uh, and number two, we haven't been subjected to the lifelong indoctrination that some of them have in a lot of the critical theory stuff and the queer theory and the rest of it. But the long and short of it is they are hammered, hammered all day long by both peers and authority figures that to be straight and cisgender, for instance, is to be the oppressor. And to be an evil person. And if you're white, God help you. That's even worse. And the only way you can go from the awful, awful status of oppressor to the vaunted and celebrated status of the oppressed is to declare, you know, I'm pansexual or something. And all of a sudden, the hatred and derision that's being poured on you and the constant apologies you have to make that never do any good, all of a sudden you can move beyond that. You go from being battered to being loved, and then the radicals just put you on that high-speed conveyor belt, and before you know it, you're taking hormone blockers and puberty blockers and and, and getting uh, surgically cut up as a child. Yeah, so um, one of the things that's been discussed in the last couple of days with Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter is uh, the, the account libs of TikTok was kicked off of Twitter for being hateful. If you're not familiar with libs of TikTok, what it is is it's posts by progressives, unedited or anything like that. It's just showing you how out there some of these people are. And a lot of them were around the whole transgender issue or uh, you know uh, gender fluid or any of those different sorts of things. And they were just posts just showing you, here. here's a... 
Here's a 14-year-old girl with green hair and a bunch of postings who says she's a, uh, a boy, uh, some days a girl, some days and a cat, other gays. And she actually is saying that. That's not Nobody's making that up or being mm-hmm. hateful. It's just, hey, here it is, uh, which is kind of interesting that that was banned on Twitter. But anyway, there are a, you're going to tell me that person shouldn't at least see a psychologist before they make a uh, a commitment to any sort of medical changing of their gender? Right. It's unthinkable that they wouldn't. It really is. You know, I, I read a great piece. I've got it right in front of me from Jonathan Rauch, who who I'd read before. But um, it, the title of this is Walking the Transgender Movement Away from the Extremists. And he was a big gay rights activist in the uh, the 90s, the 80s, the 90s, I guess, but especially the 90s. Um And he writes that, I see a different and more disturbing historical parallel to what's happening right now. A generation ago in the early 90s, the gay and lesbian rights movement, as it was then called, came under the sway of left-leaning activists with their own agenda. They wanted as little as possible to do with bourgeois institutions like marriage or the military. They elevated cultural transgression and opposed integration into mainstream society, and they imported an assortment of unrelated causes like abortion rights to be authentically gay in their view, was to be left-wing and preferably radical. And he writes that at the time, a lot of us thought, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Our whole point is your neighbors who are gay are just like you. They're loyal, loving Americans. They just like the same sex. Um, and, and they really hated the idea that we are now ra- Marxist radicals intent on tearing down the bourgeoisie because we're gay. And he sees that happening in the transgender thing. It's gone from uh, way beyond, um, all right, you, you're born a man, but you really feel like a woman. Okay. You shouldn't be discriminated against or hated or beaten or whatever, which is obviously self-evident, uh, to this. You need to be a radical. A political radical, and you're tearing down, uh, you know, all the systems based on critical theory, blah, blah, blah. And he hates that. And a lot of transgender people hate it, too. And again, according to Gallup, 20% of young people now identify in, you know, some of these groups, as Ross Duthat writes in the New York Times, there's no clear evidence that any of this is making kids happier or better adjusted. Instead, all we see is a worsening of teen mental health blurring into a young adult landscape where sex and relationships and marriage are on the wane. That's true. There's no evidence that this blossoming of freedom to be whatever gender you are or anything like that is leading to better mental health or or happier kids in any way. Oh, no, quite the contrary, I would argue. Uh, I don't know if this takes us off track or not, but here's a little montage from Libs of TikTok. If you've never heard it, that gives you an idea of what was on there, and it is now banned on Twitter. I want to talk to the kids. Sometimes human beings are more than boy or girl. Sometimes we're something else. Sometimes we're both. Sometimes um, we kind of float in between. Mostly I feel feminine or non-binary. Today I'm feeling really femme and cat-like as well. I didn't have to hide or lie or be embarrassed about a natural function my body does. So all that to say, I'm on my period. You heard me. Having a period for the first time in six years. And not just any period, the period from hell. I identify as a threat, a nightmare, and a goddess. So please bow down to me. I do not believe in God. I don't worship the devil. But yes, I am a Satanist, which means I am my own God and I worship myself. 
So the person having a particularly bad period this month was a, a dude with a beard. Um, so you, you Sorry could, to hear that, sir. You could accuse this of nut-picking, like you're picking the most extreme examples and acting like that represents a whole bunch of people. I don't know where you live. I do live in a fairly extreme area of Northern California, but I am aware of lots of people like what you just heard there, like a, a lot. Right, and we got a note from an insider at Twitter that says uh, one of the reasons it's so off track is a lot of their staffers believe all this stuff. But getting back to the uh, the piece I was quoting, uh, he writes, as Helen Joyce argued in her book, Trans, in 2021, radical gender ideology or gender identity ideology, as it's also called, um, is a horse of a different color from transgender rights. It is not at all the same as trans rights, nor is it any one thing. It's a conceptual mess propounding some ideas that make sense, like parts of gender are socially conditioned, but also wild claims such as that, quote, depending on its owner's identity, a penis may be a female sex organ. I take its central claims to include these. Trans women are women and trans men are men. No difference. Full stop. Human gender and sex are social constructions and are not a binary, but on a continuum. So concepts like male and female are relative and subjective. Gender and sex are chosen identities, and the individual's declared choice can never be doubted or challenged. And that denying or disputing any of the above is violence. And he says, look, this has got nothing to do with transgender civil rights. Rather, they're extrinsic notions that escape from the academia and attach themselves uh, parasite-like in the same way that left-wing politics parasitized gay rights a generation ago. And I'm just, I'm hoping more of the LGBTQ crowd understands that. You're not, you're not being helped. You're being exploited by just insane radicals who just, who spout nonsense. Don't join the cult. This doctor quoted in the L.A. Times, transgender herself, who thinks it's gone too far, insists that those allowing medical treatment for kids without rigorous psychological evaluation first risk committing malpractice, I would say. And she said, I have a dictum. When in doubt, doubt. Questioning is a good thing. How are you going to find out if you are lockstep with whatever conclusion you come, if you come to a conclusion first? Um... Man, when, 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 when a trans doctor who has been involved in this says, no, it's gone too far now, well, it's gone too far. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then one thing that I often bring up, because I think it's so obvious if you think about it, is, uh, and uh, Rauscher points this out, telling tomboyish girls or effeminate boys that they should identify as the opposite sex embraces all the awful gender stereotypes that made generations of gay and lesbian people, right. and many straight people, miserable. Right. That's, it's what, that's what I find interesting about this. If you're an effeminate dude who is gay, y- you shouldn't be pushed toward, no, you're actually a woman. You need to start dressing like a woman. No, no I'm not a woman. I'm a guy. I just like guys. Right. I, I, I'm, under, I'm surprised there's not more pushback from that crowd. Well, and finally, insisting that it's always hateful to draw distinctions based on biological sex in sports, prisons, and medical training strikes most of the public as nutty, unfair, and dangerous. The backlash that is forming will harm trans people, gay and lesbian people, and everyone who hopes for candor and compromise. Radicalism only only makes the path forward social negotiation tailored to diverse situations unattainable. Probably ought to take this all the way back to, before any of these, to just why are our young people so miserable, confused, whatever, that they're seeking these sorts of solutions? That's probably where we need to be on this. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We were playing the Karen Metal uh, earlier in the week. This uh, incredibly accomplished musician and composer, dude, he takes the various online rants that go viral and he it makes heavy metal music out of them. Um, and I left out the very best one. This is a teacher in front of a classroom who, for some reason, goes crazy screaming at the kids because somebody had been eating a pomegranate in in the class. And uh, this one's entitled, No Pomegranates. I'm as amazed by the story as I am the music. Um, we oh, we, yes. We never did the We'll have to dig up the original of that. Sounds like she absolutely lost her S. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean it. No pomegranate. Say it. The kids are like, no pomegranates. It looks to be like a community college or a juco or something. God, I say hate it. it. I've never no gone. No pomegranates. Thank God I've never gotten within a mile of that far, but I hate it when I'm frazzled by something with the kids and start i can hear in my own head that i sound unhinged <laughs> i hate that 
Oh, boy. How do you not notice there's mud on your shoes when you want data just black? You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> just for the record, anybody wants to eat pomegranates around me, go ahead. Enjoy yourselves. Now say Try not it. to make slurping noises. Say it. No pomegranates. No pomegranates. Say it. No pomegranates. Jesus. This is a new poll out, and this is a real poll. This is a real... People are trying to figure out the workforce in America now. This is not uh, fluff. Two-thirds of workers would consider quitting if asked to return to the office full-time. Of course, considered quitting is a pretty broad area. I... I consider it every day. Exactly. (laughs) Who doesn't consider quitting the moment their alarm goes off for at least a second? Uh, That's right. I got uh, house payment and car payment. I probably should go to work. But uh, at least for a second, you think, maybe I should quit and stay asleep. (laughs) Two-thirds of of people at least not digging the idea of going back. It's going to be quite. I, I never stopped going to work every single day. But if I had been home for the last two years, yeah, I could see, why am I going to put on uncomfortable clothes and drive back and forth again? Why am I doing this? Well, you know me. I always read the fashion pages first. And the New York Times with a long article this morning about the rise of power casual or other retailers call it business comfort or work leisure. Heels are dropping lower or disappearing altogether. Pants are getting elasticized. People are wearing T-shirts under blazers. It's a what? Power, power casual? Power casual. That's okay. right. Kind of semi. And part of it's just you're wearing the same stuff, but now it's stretchy and isn't uncomfortable anymore. Well, why the hell were we putting up with it before? I wonder if it's permanent. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. From the Abraham Lincoln 
Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. The Minneapolis Federation of Teachers uh, went on a two-week-long strike against the Minneapolis Public Schools uh, District. And they just came to a deal, and the deal included a bargaining agreement for various proposals, including one that fires educators based on their race. White teachers will be fired before minority teachers. The specific wording is how it works, and they use the term accessing a teacher which makes me hate everybody involved immediately because it's a bureaucracy and they throw jargon around and the rest of it. If they're going to lay somebody off, they call it excessing a teacher. Mm-hmm. Okay, Starting with the spring 2023 budget tie-out cycle, if excessing a teacher who is a member of a population underrepresented among licensed teachers in the site, the district shall excess the next least senior teacher who is not a member of an underrepresented population. Meaning, um, uh, seniority matters, but if, you know, the least senior person's a, a black woman or whatever, you skip her and fire the first white guy or gal who comes along. So you could just state it as simply as fire the white people first. Yeah. That is not an exaggeration of what the policy is. Um, I can understand what their goal is because, uh, you know, I read about the, 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 the population of the school is, is heavenly people of color and the teaching staff is not. And they want to get, you know, like they did with, uh, policing in a lot of neighborhoods. They want to have the police force look like the neighborhood. They want to have the teaching force look like the school to a certain extent. So I understand what their goal is, but is this going to fly legally? The idea no. of firing white people, <laughs> white people first? Absolutely not. I mean, it's there are so many things wrong with it. First of all, uh, constitutionally, uh, well, here's uh, James Dickey from the Upper Midwest Law Center in Clip 72, Michael. The Supreme Court has repeatedly said that an attempt to remedy past discrimination that no longer exists um, by discriminating in the present is a, a violation of the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, and that's the case here. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 almost funny in kind of a pathetic way that they're running this up the flagpole. I mean, it wouldn't last for a second in front of the judiciary. I mean, it's just it's it's idiotic that they're even trying this. Uh, but they're virtue signaling. And, and honestly, I'll bet a lot of the people who are in favor of this have no idea how incredibly unconstitutional it is. Um but it's uh, it is amazing, you know. And it doesn't matter if that white person is a handicapped single mother of four or anything like that. All that matters is the color of your skin. You know, the caption on uh, or uh, somebody tweeted out the headline about this story, and their uh, comment was, "Boy, anti-racism sure looks like racism." Right, and it does. Uh, let's see. I think there was one more clip. Oh, this is this is beautiful. Give me seventy-three. This Garrettini on Fox News. The teachers' union is not backing down, though. In fact, some of its members are suggesting this policy could serve as a model for schools nationwide. Who's saying that? (laughs) This policy of fire white people first could be a model for schools nationwide. Well, okay. So let me put on my my fairness hat. Uh, I, as Jack, you indicated, I understand the idea of um, it would be really good if you are have a significant uh, portion of uh, black students, for instance, thirty three percent in in Minneapolis schools. Um, 
for them to have uh, role models, uh, heroes, teachers who are of the same race, I get that that's of some value. I mean, it's it's semi-unfortunate that it's still of some value, but, you know, the realist in me understands that it is. Um, somebody who looks like me, maybe sounds like me, whatever, wow, they've become a success, and they're telling me I can become a success. That That is a beautiful thing. But how you get there is the entire question. Yeah. And uh, as a as a legal matter, it's beyond solved. Well, if I was going to put on your fairness or settled, if I was going to put on your fairness hat because I'd have to borrow yours, I don't even have a fairness hat. So, well, and we both have gigantic heads, so it would probably fit. It says something about me that I don't own a fairness hat. I have to borrow Joe's fairness hat. <laughs> but to uh, to look at it this way, so if I'm if I got a, a black kid in school. And you got all the presidents up on the wall and all 45 of them except for one are white and all my teachers are white. You know, I start to get a certain view of the world. Uh, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, it's a good point. And, and well said. And, uh, and, and this part, there are a lot of things that, uh, like that lawyer guy said there, the Supreme Court has ruled that as long as the system that 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 got us to all white people in charge is 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 no longer doing that thing well then we can't fix it with racism the problem is there's a lot of things that are continuing down that road kind of for it's difficult to know why you know why there are so many white nfl coaches still why there are so many white uh you know teachers in that school or whatever i don't think there's racism specifically going on it's not um uh, it's not uh, codified but but it continues to be whiter than you'd think it would be. So what's going on there? I just think it's a question of time. It'll take a uh, long time, apparently. Longer than I thought it would. Yeah, well, it takes a long time to become an NFL head coach, for instance. Um, and, yeah, honestly, black people were discouraged from being an NFL head coach or just wouldn't be hired 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Um yeah, it's troubling. It's uh, it's not cool, and I'm not in favor of it. But the question always gets back to how to solve it, or, or uh, what what mechanisms, what defenses can we put in place? I'm, what word am I looking for? It doesn't matter. Um, to ensure that nothing insidious is going on, and then we can go with positive stuff: recruiting uh, black teachers for the Minneapolis school district, uh, letting people know how incredibly rewarding it is to teach people, um, that sort of thing. Positives, it's, you know, like recruiting black cops. It's a great idea. Of course, for- nobody wants the job anymore, as we've got a teacher shortage nationwide, and people are quitting like crazy for all kinds of different different reasons uh you know it's hard to get anybody to want to do it now but well yeah and honestly i'll bet minneapolis has an issue with the fact that uh, the woke crowd that's in favor of some of this uh, outrageous racial policy is also demanding that their teachers teach the uh let's sexualize the six-year-olds stuff Let's talk to them about uh, gender queer and 53 different genders and ask them if they'd like to be a little girl today and that sort of thing. And among black America, that sort of stuff ain't cool. Interesting. So there's one more point I want to make on the Minneapolis teachers thing because I think about this sort of thing a lot. Um, these people have declared that the... Awesome, and I mean that in the classical sense. It causes awe. The the enormous, the terrifying power to discriminate by race and decide who gets what based on the color of their skin. 
they're declaring not only can anybody do that, and most of the Western world, the developed world, has rejected that notion vehemently that anybody gets to do that for any reason because it's a horror. But so these people are asking us to, A, put that aside, and B, they're saying, and uh, the person who is uh, so wise and benevolent and trustworthy to wield that horrific power, that would be me. And I'm thinking, the process to choose who was so wise, benevolent, and amazing that they could wield that terrifying power, that process ought to be a little more careful than you just self-appoint yourself. I mean, good Lord. (laughs) And then the second or is it third? It doesn't matter. Point that is inescapable and irrefutable, I believe, is that stuff doesn't work. You don't end up with racial reconciliation and more opportunity and and a more productive society and better outcomes. You end up with hatred, bloodshed, violence, and, 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 and just nothing but terrible outcomes. So it's difficult for those of us who don't see the world through the woke lens to say, yeah, okay, we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and grant you that, that horrific power because there's zero data to show that that yields good outcomes. Right. Well, of course, whoop. Appealing to data and logic is white supremacy. Using racism to fix racism seems like a uh, terrible idea, and uh, I don't think you could argue me off of that point. I would say that, again, putting on Joe's fairness hat, because I don't even own one. Um, I'm going to check it for lice when you give it back to me. I just, it's just sensible. Well, I would say if every one of my kids' teachers were black, for instance, their entire school career, I wouldn't care at all. As long as they are good teachers, but it's not the same thing. I understand that because my kids mm-hmm. don't look around and see um, nothing but black faces in charge of everything and wonder what's going on here. So it's not the same thing, right? Sure, sure. But again, the entire question is how do you get where you want to go, and the answer is not this way, Minneapolis. Armstrong and Getty. But resist, we must. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is put together beautifully, this article, by the way. We'll, I'll, we'll put the link at armstrongandgetty.com. I'm not sure if you'll get paywalled. You get a certain number of free articles. Um, but as you scroll down to the next part of the article, they have the screen. Hey, you've been reading this article for two hours and 18 minutes and five seconds. I've had it open for quite some time, getting ready for the show. Uh, you have been scrolling 7% of the time, zero clicks, zero keystrokes. Uh, idle time has been X number of seconds since I touched the mouse. Uh, and active time has been 3%. Your grade is pending. So they've actually used the software to, to monitor the readers of the article. It's crazy. In lower-paying jobs, monitoring is already ubiquitous, not just at Amazon, where the second-by-second measurements became notorious, and one of my kids quit because it was brutal, Uh, but also for Kroger cashiers, UPS drivers, and millions of others. Eight of the ten largest private U.S. employers track the productivity metrics of individual workers, many of them in real time. Uh, What percentage did you say there? Number Eight of ten. Wow. Eight of the ten largest private U.S. employers. Wow. 
And it's it's from uh, blue collar to white collar, everything in between. Many employees, whether working remotely or in person, are subject to trackers, scores, idle buttons, or just quiet, constantly accumulating records. Pauses can lead to penalties from pay to lost jobs. Some more examples of how this works that I found super interesting. I only have my own anecdotal experience with one particular industry and particular job, but I've worked at so many different radio stations in the 30... Six years I've been doing this or whatever. Um, and every time a radio station made salespeople like be in their chair by 8 a.m. and not leave till 5 p.m. and monitored this and that, it they, they, they had worse salespeople than when they let people just, you know, this is how much money you need to bring in every month. Do it however you want to do it. Yep. And that's that's my only experience with it. But the the, the, the second one worked better than the first one. Yeah, be results-oriented, not process-oriented, right. especially for a job like that. Yeah, uh, but that's, you know, not the trend, and, and you don't make any money selling software, teaching people to be energetic and creative, I guess. Uh, so getting back to the New York Times piece, radiologists, that's a good profession, see scoreboards showing their inactivity time and how their productivity stacks up against colleagues, companies what? including J.P. Morgan, they tracking... They actually put up there how you're doing against your coworkers. Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> nope. Uh, J.P. Morgan tracking how employees spend their days, from making phone calls to composing emails, become routine practice. Uh, in Britain, Barclays Bank uh, uh, was sending prodding messages to workers like, "Not enough time in the zone yesterday." They stopped that actually because it caused an uproar. But uh, United Healthcare Group low keyboard activity can affect compensation and sap your bonuses. Well, I have really low keyboard activity. Not what did that phrase there? Not enough comp and not enough whatever. Not was. enough time in the zone yesterday. Yeah, that's not what your mom said. Yeah, yeah. I want to get to a couple more uh, examples. Uh, United Healthcare, United Health social workers were marked idle for lack of keyboard activity while counseling patients in drug treatment facilities. Grocery cashiers said the pressure to quickly scan items degraded customer service, making it harder to be patient with the elderly shoppers who move slowly, right. et cetera, et cetera. Right. Uh, the executive and- gal said she sometimes resorted to doing busy work that is mindless to accumulate clicks because, Jack, what's that principle? Goodhart's law. As soon as a measure becomes a goal, it ceases to be a good measure. That's what I was just thinking. So if the measure is going to be how fast you scan items, well, then people are just going to scan items. They're going to suck at everything else. You're going to go backwards in the overall efforts of what you're trying to do, but you'll meet that one measure, which has now become a goal. Right. So you've got this woman who is a gifted, experienced, respected finance executive now just doing busy work, just typing crap on the keyboard. (laughs) So she gets keystrokes. Right. So you're talking to your friends and one hand is over on the computer just diddling on the keys randomly. I can see doing that. Says Ryan Fuller, former vice president for workplace intelligence at Microsoft. We're in this era of measurement, but we don't know what we should be measuring. Well, and Goodhart's law, which is nobody knows. You establish that number as a standard, people will pervert what they're doing to hit that number. It won't lead to overall productivity. It'll lead to that number. <laughs> right, right. And you can come up with all kinds of examples of that. Aren't there, aren't there ways to just measure 
overall performance better? Like, we use the example of sales. That one's pretty easy. Just, you know, how much money are you bringing in every month? This is how much you need to bring in. However you do it, I don't care. But can't you do that with other ways? You need to load this many boxes per hour. However you do that, I don't care. You need to, you know, what whatever it is. Yeah, loading a number of boxes is one of these measures we're talking about. You know, it depends job to job, industry to industry. It's really hard to give a, a uniform answer that covers finance executives, salespeople, and box stackers. Um, but uh, I have one more example. It's quite a long article, and there's much more to be said about it, but we're running low on time. God, how so, insulting. Uh, to, once a, you get to a certain level of uh, salary and respect in your industry, you feel like, and you start having bosses measuring your keystrokes, or how many minutes you spent doing this, that's just insulting. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Uh, so I have very few heroes, uh, but one of them is my late mom, and I will try not to get to, try not to blubber in discussing this. Uh, just, she had an amazing life, and in her 50s, she went back to school, got a master's of uh, divinity, got it ordained, and spent her time ministering, um, in, uh, caring for the dying in hospices. And, uh, this last example is going to make you want to punch something. I don't know what. I don't recommend you do, but you're going to want to. The Reverend Margot Richardson of Minneapolis became a hospice chaplain to help patients wrestle with deep searching questions. How am I going to face my own death? How will my family do without me? Et cetera, et cetera. And now, two years ago, her employer started requiring chaplains to accrue more of what it called productivity points. A visit to the dying is little as one point. Participating in a funeral, one and three quarters a point. Phone call to a grieving relative, one quarter point. This can't be true. It is absolutely true. And she said, uh, let's see, where is her quote? Um, she had to resort to dropping by when her patients, charges, whatever, were asleep in a hospice, laying eyes on them, asking the nurse, is there any issues here I should know about, and then quickly going to the next place so she could get her points right. accumulated. And if some poor dying old person needed a little extra moment of her time to talk about getting right with the Lord or whatever, she had the pressure to move on and get more clicks. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Not all change is progress, people. I know. I know. It it makes you fear for the world. <laughs> the idea that somebody would think that's a good idea. Yeah, and just because with modern technology you can do these things doesn't mean it's going to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I think in reality, if you want to look big picture, I think the whatever your uh, industry is the company across the street that's not doing this crap that just hires well and trusts the good people they hired to do well is going to and run, rewards people doing well yeah. is going to run circles around you yeah we didn't even get into cameras and software that tracks where your eyes are looking that sort of thing haven't even begun that's <laughs> crazy cameras that keep track of where your eyes are looking absolutely holy crap I just looked away from the screen to look at Jack. Oh, wait a minute. That's uh, hey, the clock's ticking. That's not productive time. Wow. How ins- how twitchy would this make you? <laughs> You'd be twitching all the time, wetting yourself, all kinds of problems. Armstrong and Getty. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.